This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You win? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So on Wednesday night, Blues got the first away win of the Wayne Rooney era, winning 1-0 against Cardiff City. And next up, the fixtures don't necessarily get very easier. It's top of the league, Leicester, that comes to town. Uh, Sky Sports Monday night, a big occasion. And for the big occasion, we need the big man, don't we? Chris from Leicester Till I Die TV. How you doing, mate? <laughs> Let me know when the big man appears. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. It is a it is a pleasure, Sam. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we've we've just finished recording on uh, your guys' channel where I spoke to Chris and Craig. Um, it was a great chat. You know, lots of different things we spoke about. Uh, plenty of banter back and forth as well. And um, in terms that one of with a bit of, of banter, I don't think it, exactly. And yeah. um, in terms of sort of what we can expect for this game, uh, both obviously Midland side. I mean, can you call it a derby? I'm not too sure, but. I'm expecting a good atmosphere. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think that uh, to me it's a derby, not a, in the same way as, like, say, you guys versus, you know, West Brom or you guys versus, you know, uh, Aston Villa. Uh, same with us with, you know, the more East Midlands teams, the Coventry Forest derby. But it's still a Midlands. And I've got to be honest with you, we were starved when we were in the Premier League of there was no, no, until Villa came back up, that was the nearest thing we'd got to a derby. You know, because you can't, you couldn't really wolves. We well, couldn't include wolves. So yeah, to me, I'll take this as a derby. Add a bit of spice to the game. Mm, I mean, there was obviously all the talking stuff about the whole Rooney versus Vardy. <laughs> we, yeah. we we've been into that. Um, Vardy is supposedly injured for the game, so he may not actually feature at all. So what's <laughs> the update on Vardy? What, I really don't know what's happened there because we we went from having no injuries apart from Callum Doyle. So suddenly we've got seven players out with illness and, and, and minor injuries. I mean, the uh, the conspiracy theorist inside me wonders whether he, is, uh, he hasn't got an injury, shall we say. But uh, look, okay. I, I think Craig said it on, our, on the channel earlier. Look, it's about football. We know why Sky have covered it. And, and it's quite funny, the fact that Sky aren't going to have that pleasure. And if he, if he did turn up, even if he wasn't going to play, we know the camera would be on him all the time. Um, and yeah, in, in a way, I'm glad and he hasn't been scoring recently anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's one of the players that I'm sure if he was to score against us Monday night, I mean, what oh. celebration would he have lined up? It'll either be targeted toward the fans, to Rooney, or to both, probably. 
So that, that makes the, the thing, game I think There's going to be so much. It's going to be interesting, almost as much as the game, the chance between the two sets of fans. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of back and forth, isn't there? Yes. And I feel like if there was to be an early goal in the game, that would just increase it even more because we spoke yeah. on your channel about you know the fear of conceding an early goal on both ends. So how yeah. do you reckon that would sort of impact the game and how it goes? I if if you'd have been asking me this twelve months ago, I would have not wanted to concede early because we conceded early and. We just carried on conceding, to be honest with you. It was an awful season last season. And I always say to, to opposition fans when I speak to them, it's very hard for us not to come over, you know, as smug or anything like that. But we are just so happy after last season and half the season for the one before that, where it was just so awful, you know. And everybody was saying, like, oh, no, you're too good to go down. No, we were awful. We deserved to go down. We were in the bottom three. We were the third worst team in that league, maybe excluding Everton, but that's another story. Um, we deserved to go down. So the fact that we are winning in the way we are is completely unexpected because it is a completely, you know, you, yes, all right. So we've got, you know, maybe four or five players, top players that we've still got from last season. Everybody else, we've either bought in on permanent or on loan deals. The managers knew. Uh, he hasn't managed before other than 12 games in Italy, and that wasn't very successful. Uh, everybody says, yeah, well, he's got the Man City link, but, you know, he was only there a year and he was looking after the under-21s. Not going to do us too bad, I don't think. We may be lone players in January if we won a couple. Um, just happy. If, if we'd have been sat seventh or eighth now, I would have been happy. And I said at the start of the season, anything probably would be low eighth and it would have been a disappointment. But if we'd have finished 7th or 8th at the end of this season, but that meant that we went up next season stronger, I would be more than happy with that. And you've got to look at Burnley this season. You know, they walked the Championship last year and they're really struggling this season. So we've not, we've made sure we don't make, you know, that sort of impact if we, if we go back up. Of course, it's not guaranteed. Mm, because it's an interesting one because with a lot of teams that drop down from the Premier League to the Championship you see it time and time again don't you where they lose their key players yes. bringing players that are not quite the calibre of the ones that were there before but I think mm. with Leicester you've still got a lot of quality players you know players that have played for you in Europe you know whether it be sort yeah. of uh, Vardy and Didi Pereira that were all there sort of during European campaigns and have played in Europe elsewhere as well and um with Leicester, obviously, the start that you guys have had, best start in the championship of what any team uh, in 2021 games. So, you know, in terms of how it could have gone, it couldn't have really gone much better so far, could it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, and it, it's a very thin line between pinching yourself and self-harming. I'm not sure where that goes. <laughs> we're pinching ourselves so much. I mean, yes, you know, we've, we've got some of the squad. We, we let a lot go. There was a lot of players at the end of last season that were out of contract that we hadn't offered new contracts to because I think it looked like we were going down. And we were sort of like, we wanted them off the wage bill. They were on ridiculous wages for the talent. You know, the, the talent was nowhere near worth the wages that we were paying them. But when you're in the Premier League, you've got to, you know, do that. Had we stayed up, my fear was that we might have kept hold of some of those. So we let more players go than we bought in. So we've got a smaller group of players if you like um we, we we sold madison and we sold barnes and we got 80 million pounds for them 
um, which isn't bad for a relegated team. Um, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good money. Yeah, it was, it was in fairness. Um, we haven't spent 80 million, but what Leicester have always been good at is spotting that young talent. You know, buying play, buying Mares for 425,000 and selling him for 60 million. You know, I know Fatou, we've only got him on loan, but if we get promoted, we've got to buy him. And he's something like 14 million. Seriously? Only 14 million? But I'll tell you what, he, in a couple of years, he will go to a Chelsea, a Man United, or you know, Newcastle, and we'll probably get 60, 70 million for him. That's how we, we operate as a club. Maguire, 19 million, 80 million, Man United. So it's not just about going out and buying players, it's getting the right players. And we've not done that for a few years. We didn't do it under Rodgers. But we've got the guy, and I've really forgotten his name, so I apologise, that was came from Southampton. And he was on gardening leave last summer because Southampton didn't want him to come to us. So we've got him now, really good at his job. Uh, Enzo, who, let's be honest with you, you know, he's got the contacts at Man City. You know, Callum Doyle came to us because Pep wanted him to come to us because he knew Enzo would look after him. Uh, Cassidy from um, Chelsea wanted to go to Italy. Uh, he, he was like, I think it was the either the under twenty. It was the under twenty ones and the Euros or World Cup. He won the Golden Boot and the most assists and everything. And Chelsea were going to loan him out. He wanted to go to Italy, and uh, Potticino said, "No, I want him to go to Leicester because Pep's there." Because Pep had won the under twenty one league, whatever it is, with Man City mm. the previous twelve months. So, it's, yeah, it's, it, it, the future's the future's bright. The future's blue. To quote, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the future is certainly bright for you guys and the present yeah. as well. And I think that one of the things I've seen from Leicester this season is some of the success stories, not only sort of with the players you brought in, but also some academy players as well. You know, players that you've nurtured at the club, uh, Jewsbury Hall being an example of one of them, you know, a fantastic midfielder, um, and also Casey McAteer as well, someone that's kind of con gone under the radar. Uh, come up through the ranks and is yeah. really performing for you guys. And uh, Matt Manson in goal, one of them ones again, where you perhaps didn't hear of him before you brought him in this summer, but he's been a yeah. good addition as well. Oh, he has. And, and you know, we, we, we've also there's Marshall who, who scored a goal, another winger scored a goal, and we, we haven't seen him since because he can't get into the, into the team. We've always had a good academy. Look, you know, we've got this amazing training ground. It cost 100 million. And it is probably... It's one of the best in Europe at the end of the day, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's that good that um, uh, Enzo lives there because it's, wow. it's like it's a bit of a hotel in there. And he obviously <laughs> he's not moved into Leicester yet. So he actually I don't think Rooney's living in our academy. <laughs> I don't know what your <laughs> academy is like. There. Yeah. Well, there's a nine-hole golf course, swimming pool, <laughs> all facilities. So uh, it, it is very good. So he lives there. And then said, like, well, what do you do? When you know there's no the players aren't there, he goes, Well, I watch matches. <laughs> like the guy is so so focused. But yeah, the youth the youth players that are coming through, Ben Nelson is just signing an extension to his contract. Um, unfortunately, the manager we had before, and we were very critical of him at the end, Brendan Rogers. And let's not forget, he got us two fifth place finishes. He got us into he got us to a semi-final of a European competition. He won us the FA Cup for the first time in our history. So we had good times under Brendan Rodgers. He should have gone, though. He, he, he'd gone past his sell-by date. That was the problem. And he was developing these young players, but he could only get them to a certain level. 
Jewsbury Hall is playing better than he was under Brendan Rodgers. Um, Indeedy, and he's not necessarily a youngster, but Indeedy, well, it, we, when he, when we signed him, everybody said, oh, Man United wanted him, and he was with the new Kante, and he looked really good. And he got injured, and he never came back. My God, he's like a different player this season. You know, Yannick Vestergaard, I mean, the player that every Leicester fan loves to hate. I mean, why Brendan Rodgers signed him, we do not know. We put nine goals past him, and then we went and signed him. And he wasn't even the sort of player that Brendan Rodgers... Well, I mean, Brendan Rodgers said to um, Rob Tanner, he writes for The Athletic and he came on the show, and Rob Tanner said to him, why did you sign Yannick Vestergaard? And he said, well, he, 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 you know, we need a defender. He said, yeah, but he doesn't play your style. He said, yes, he does. But then he never picked him for the rest of his time. He is like a player reborn. He's our best. He's in the top four to get an award as our fans player of the year. He's amazing, wow. but he plays he plays to Enzo's style. Um, and they've bought into it, and that's the big thing. All the players have bought into it. And you know, yes, we see a lot of passes, and the other on, on the game when we played Millwall at the weekend, I think I had five minutes when I just could have gone to sleep because it never it just went from one with the back four to another to another to another, and that it took for like five minutes. But oh it's it's We've had an amazing nine years, don't get me wrong. If you'd have said to me nine years ago, but you'll win that thing behind us, you'll win the FA Cup, you get to Europe, a semi-final in Europe, you you know, you you'll you'll do the great escape and all that, but at the end of it you'll get relegated. We'll take it. You know, it's been but wasn't sure how this season's gonna end. Let's be honest with you, it's a long season, it could still go wrong for us, you know. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't put um, Sheffield Wednesday to bed. You know, we struggled one nil against Rotherham. We've been, we've lost three games. So, mm, I think it's one of the sort of times in the Championship where, as you sort of get to the Christmas period, New Year, there's a lot of games consecutive, and for Leicester to sort of keep up that run of form, I feel like if you guys come through this run of fixtures and are still top of the league, then 100% you're going to go up automatically. So I feel like it's a real test of character for the players you've got at the moment and, you know, the younger ones and also the older ones that are still at the club, you know, the, your Vardys that have been there before in the championship mm -hmm. and done it. So how much will the more experienced players have a huge role to play in the fact that, you know, navigating these tough fixtures where it's, you know, away from home, you're a bit tired, fitness isn't 100%. How important is this going to be? I mean, amazingly important. I mean, you know, you look at, um, you know, we have kept some of the more, uh, um, you know, older players. We've got all Brighton, um, Mark all Brighton. I mean, he seems to have gone. I know you probably hate him because he played for Villa, but uh, you know, he he must be about 104 by now. But he, he came on the other night and <laughs> well, Connor Cody's Cody. no player experience, isn't he? Connor Cody that he's brought in in the summer. Connor Cody, yes, we brought experience. him in. I I was at a barbecue and I said um, I said to my my brother-in-law who's a Man United fan. Apart from that, he's all right. And I said, I don't believe it. He said, what? I said, we've just signed Harry Rinks and Connor Cody. And he goes, F off, you haven't. I went, yeah, we have, sort of thing. And he can't get in the team, Connor Cody. No. He started against, you know, um, you know, against Millwall, but that's only about his fourth start of the season. Because Yannick Vestergaard suddenly become uh, the greatest player we've ever seen. <laughs> but the likes of Connor Cody, you know, it's already been said, what he brings to the dressing room, even though he's not playing, is 
immense. You can't buy it. You know what I mean? And Mark Albrighton, been there, seen it, got the T-shirt. You know, fact that we got him on a free is like un un unreal. Aston Villa must be kicking themselves. Um, so they, and the fact, I mean, if you look, you know, we've had Dennis Pratt, who is as good as Yuri Tielemans. We've just never been able to get in the team because we had Yuri Tielemans. Then he's got injured. He's coming back now. So we've actually, it's scary, if I'm honest with you, when I look at our squad. When we look at our bench on these games, we go, what? That's the bench, you know? And I'm not being big-headed there, but it is it is that good at the moment. Mm. And, I mean, in the Championship, obviously, compared to the Premier League, you get some of these grounds as well that you go to on away days, where it's a bit of a blast from the past, some of them. Um, perhaps grounds you haven't been to in a while, um, going to away days, you know, down to Plymouth, say, for example, you know, yeah. I don't know when the last time Leicester would have played Plymouth, but it's kind of grounds where you haven't been to much recently because of the fact you've been in the Premier League. So what have them away days been like this season? Lots of wins as well, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I go, I live only live down the road from Southampton uh, on the South Coast. So that's like a home game for me. And um, it, it's, I mean, I know they were in the Premier League. It's, it, it's, it's, Proper football. I mean, I know my, my local team is actually Paul Town, which is like in about the 20th tier or something. You know, and you stand behind the goal and, you know, the, the guy swearing next to you, you turn around and it's the owner of the club. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And I said on, on my show, yeah, obviously I missed the Premier League, but this is proper football. You know, referees, yes, they make decisions wrong. They get them wrong. We were out with the penalty the other night. But you're not hanging around for that dreaded VAR. You know, mm. you, if the goal ball goes in and there's no flag goes up, you celebrate, you know. Um, and it is, it's, it's, it's just so, the Premier League, it's like, I suppose it's a bit like going to Waitrose and then, you know, everything's all nicely put in, in order and, what, and then you go into Audi and everything's in cartons and what, yeah. But I love it. I absolutely love it. Um and it's nice to be winning again. I did say that in one of my things for the BBC. I said, yes, we got relegated. Yes, we've gone down. And it was like this when we went down to League One. It's just great to be winning games again because we hadn't been doing that for <laughs> a season and a half, really. Yeah, well, I mean, Birmingham haven't been doing a lot of winning in the championship. So for us, it's kind of a situation where, like, I mean, we're looking up all the time, but obviously we are worried about what's behind us as well. And, and long um, ago, we were both in the Premier League. You said that early, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, sort of the mid two thousands, um, mm. round about the time where you know, yeah, both Birmingham and Leicester were in the Premier League, and um, I feel like there aren't a huge amount of Midlands clubs in the Premier League at the moment, is there? What well, is Villa, Wolves? Obviously, you've got us and West Brom that are down there at the moment. Leicester, yeah. I mean, Derby have gone all the way down to League One. So, yeah, sorry, just wipe away it here. <laughs> Uh, you know, Coventry. Sure the same thing. <laughs> they they went. Out, I mean, I never want another club to go out of business. Don't get me wrong. And I'm because we nearly did that twice, and I wouldn't wish that even on Coventry. And I'm glad they survived. But you know, they were a Premier League fixture for how many years? You know, and the thing I'm a I don't think of Leicester as a big club, despite everything that that we you know we've done over the last ten seasons. I still see us as a. Uh, as a Birmingham, you know, as a, as a Portsmouth. And I hate the big club mentality of the Premier League. 
I really, really do. And I love the fact that Luton got went, went up this season, you know, and yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I don't think all of that would have happened had we not lost to Watford in that playoff semi-final in the way that we did. You know, we had the penalty. Um, Knockout took it, missed it took the rebound, missed it. Deeney went up the other end uh, and scored. And then the next season, we we just we were stupid. We broke every virtually every record the club held as a, as a club. We, we, we broke it. Um, and then obviously we had the great escape. I mean, how close is that to us coming down? If we'd come down, none of it would have happened. So it is all about, you know, possibilities. Getting into the playoff, if you're lucky, you know, look at that when we, we beat Crystal Palace. With Claridge's shinned goal in like you know three minutes or two minutes from the final whistle, it's sliding doors time in football sometimes. And if anything, what I hope Leicester has given to other clubs is the belief that you know you can dream, and you just never know. Who'd have thought Luton not so long ago? I mean, in a way, it's a better story than ours because they were they were not even in the top four divisions. And they're now in the all right, they might well come back down, but have a great season. And a fan said to me once, Oh, no, they're taking somebody else's space. I think it was, um, I've been a Leeds fan to be honest with you. I said, Oh, no, it shouldn't be up there. They're a small club. I went, Great, I want them to go up, you know. Yeah. It, it's because it's the dream of every football fan. Mm, exactly and I mean watching Luton uh, last week they played what Arsenal and Man City in the same week didn't they and um, they, they, they gave both of them like pretty yeah, good games I guess they like did. you know the fact yeah. that they scored three against Arsenal took the lead against Man City so it's one of the things where Birmingham fans kind of look at that and think right if Luton can do it and surely with the backing we've got then we've got a bit of a chance in the future of getting up there and I mean with Le- what Leicester have done in the past you know defying the odds and everything just goes to show that as a football fan it's that bit of hope that keeps you coming back, isn't it? Oh, it's that, you know, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? You know, and it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Sword. Exactly, exactly. I mean, when we when we won the Premier League, uh, at that point, which was obviously pre-COVID, they had this stupid internationals cup, um, which was like so we had no pre-season as, as defending champions. We were played, we played Celtic in Glasgow, we played Barcelona in Los Angeles. And I think we played somebody else in Stockholm, another big team. Um, but they didn't want to let us in because we were at Leicester. Right. And, you know, they wanted to let Arsenal in who would come second. I mean, in fairness, the FA stood up and went, no, you know, if you don't let 
Leicester and you're not having anybody. But that is that's the attitude I hate. Mm. It really is. And you know, I I I just want as I say, because I don't still don't see us as a big club, and I'd love Luton to stay up. Brentford mm. going up and staying up. And you've got to look at that. We're not a rich club. You know, uh, yes, we've got rich owners, but we're not a Manchester City or a Newcastle. You know, our owners are just the same possibly as your owners now, or, 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 or you know, um, Leeds new owners or, or, or whatever. So, you know, they're, they're well off, let's say, you know, but they're certainly not in, up the level with Man City and Newcastle. Uh, so we've still got loans, you know, but we've yeah. just got very good owners, thankfully. Um, it, it can happen. It can happen, you know. I'd like to see you go back. You're a Midlands club. I'd certainly you go back up than, um, than, than, than say, you know, a Charlton Athletic or somebody. Mm, mm. And, and I just think, like, what I want to ask you, actually, is about the owners. So, obviously, your owners, um, in terms of what they've done, we were speaking about it earlier, about the training facility that you guys have got, you know, second to none, isn't it? And mm. with sort of investment that goes into clubs, how long does it take for sort of that investment to turn into kind of results on the pitch? Has it got to be a collective thing where you sort of build the brand as a club and then you kind of go in on the results and go, right, we've got everything else in place. Let's try and really concentrate now on what's happening on the pitch. It does. Mon having money is not the answer to everything, you know. Otherwise, Man United would still be successful and they'd still be in Europe. You know, you can't, you can't go out and just buy the players. You have to have the right combination. Now, our owners came in and said, we want to be in Europe in, you know, six years. And every, every, even as Leicester fans, we laughed, you know. Um, we went through the, you know, we had Sven Goran Eriksson come in. Um, and he attracted a certain style of player. And we I'm suddenly having all these, like, Yakubus and uh, Les Ferdinand all coming to the club. And it's like, I think we might have been earlier, actually, Les Ferdinand. But it just didn't work. And I know, you know... I would say this to you be, with your latest managerial appointment. Just be aware that having the big name, it's not about attracting the big players because they come in and in this league, they don't want, you know, they're, they're, they're the wrong sort of players. You want young, hungry players. And, you know, we got Nigel Pearson in because uh, we'd had him in and we'd lost him and then we managed to get him back. And my God, he knew what he was doing. And so. The money and him and the back, you know, the, the, the backroom staff that we had. I mentioned earlier, Morris, four hundred twenty-five thousand, a couple of million for Kante, you know, Vardy, a million from the um, from, from that national league. Would, yeah. Nobody spent a million pound on a, a player from the fifth tier before. We were mad, said everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's paid back his million pounds by now. Certainly, certainly, and a bit. <laughs> So it's all got to be a combination. What our owners did, and obviously we lost the chairman a few years ago, and I've got to say thank you to every club because there were scarves there from every... I think Birmingham as well, um, Nottingham Forest. It just transcended football. You know, it was unbelievable what had happened. Um, thankfully, the Sun, you know, uh, top has decided to carry on. But they didn't buy... And I said this on, on the telly just after the, it all happened... They didn't buy a club. They bought into the community. They came in. They, they, they were giving money to children's hospital to build a children's wing. The first thing they did was a guy, his son needed an operation in uh, America, 
and he'd cycled to every ground in the country to raise money and he was something like £25,000 short. Now, the owners had only been there literally a couple of months, and they had him onto the, 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 the pitch to say, well done, and get, you know, to, if anybody's got any money, there's buckets coming round. And they came out and gave him a cheque for £25,000, you know. Mm. And that was what they never did, you know, they never went and changed our club colours like Vincent Tan, you know. There was a thing, like, do we change the club name back to Leicester Foss? Because that's what we, our first ever name was. Didn't just do it. They put it to a fan vote. And the fans went, no, we want to keep Leicester City. And he went, yeah, okay, fine, fair enough. Mm. First thing they did was they bought back the stadium for us. Because our stadium was owned by Teachers Insurance in America. They bought that back. Mm. Um, and then suddenly they say, right, well, we don't, we're going to write that off. You're gonna, we're going to take it in shares. I mean, you know, if Carlsberg did football owners, they would be our owners, you know. Yeah, and I mean, so much of it is about the community, isn't it? Because uh, Birmingham Leicester on Monday is actually Blue Nose Day. So it's a fundraiser thing that's kind of been organised by the right. club with the new Birmingham City Foundation, where they're yeah. trying to give kids Christmas presents. So every, children, every child that's in, in care at the moment, they're trying to give presents for for Christmas. So I think it's that thing where the board really do care and we're really trying to make an effort in doing more for the community and using football as a sort of vehicle to help out others that are in need over Christmas. And I think the whole Blue Nose Day thing that's happening on the 18th is fantastic. I, I would love the fact that if our chairman gave uh, a donation, mm. uh, uh, I can see him doing it, whether he will or not, uh, I, I don't know. Look, the football clubs are the heart of any community. Absolutely. I. That's why I said as much as there's rivalry between Derby and between Coventry and, and us and what have you, I, I was obviously happy that Derby got relegated. Of course I was. You know, I was, I was laughing. Would I have wanted to see them go out of business? No. Because we we knew that nearly happened to us twice. Garolinica saved us once. Milan Mandrup saved us the next time. So it's happened nearly twice to us. I, I lived, well, I, I worked in Bury in Lancashire, Greater Manchester, when and, and Bury have closed down. And I know how much that meant. And they finally got and finally got back to Gig Lane now. You don't want to see, see it. So if you've got owners that want to get involved with the community, it gets the community on your side as owners. Mm. Because, you know, we've seen it a, a lot of clubs where you with uh, these owners, or you've, to be honest with you, you've had a, a few oh, dubious God, the owners. Last, the, the last two or three have been very dodgy, to, yeah. put, it, to put it bluntly. Yeah. And when when uh, I mean, Milan Mandrich came in and saved us because he knew Alan Birchnell, who was our club ambassador um, from when they had a, the, the American football. And he'd sold Portsmouth to the biggest cook going. But he then he was going to take time off, but he came in, he saved us. And then we found out he was selling us to this Thai consortium. We're like, who the hell? Nobody would ever heard of. Who the hell are they sort of thing? And But they've, they've been brilliant. I mean, you know, Every birthday, oh, well, the first thing that happened was when we got when we got promoted. Top, it was the son of jokingly said during the season, if you get promoted, I'll get everybody a beer. We everybody got a beer or a bottle of water, you know, whichever they preferred. Everybody, well, some of us got more than one because you'd rub it on the rub the thing up, yeah, to go around to the next stand. Um, you know, there's there's cakes on the chairman's birthday, yeah, there's there's free travel. You know, if it's an early start because of Sky, they, um, they'll they put a bacon butty on. We're playing Ipswich Boxing Day. 
and they're helping with some travel costs or so mm. I believe. They, they are so honestly, we just never we were so pleased when Top decided to stay after his dad passed and carry it on. They are yes, we moan about them when like last season. We're fuck we're fickle with football fans. But if you've got owners, which it sounds like you have, and you'll you'll feel it because you've had bad owners in the past. Mm. And I hope if your owners are half as good to you as ours are to us, you will have brilliant owners. And I hope for mm. your sake that you do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really hope we get to that place where we're sort of happy with our owners, happy with what's happening on the pitch, and it all kind of comes together. So in terms of Monday, um, looking forward to that game. Um, what kind of game are you expecting and a score prediction to? Uh, <laughs> The teams that have done well against us are the teams that have come at us. Um, so many teams that we've played this season, more so at the King Power, um, but, but the teams that have actually come and tried to play us have done really, really well. A lot of clubs come and park the bus, and we just wait our chance. It, it, it's That just plays into our hands. And look... You, I know Vardy's probably not going to be there. I'm sure the fans will be singing about him, you know, and will be singing about Rooney and his his, his problems. It's going to be a bit of banter. It's football, so the atmosphere is going to be a little bit extra as well. Mm. Uh, hopefully, it's all done in the in the in, in good spirit. Um, what have you? Um, look, I I can't see past a Leicester win. I'm sorry. Um, and I have been wrong because I, I, I think I went for 4-0 against Sheffield Wednesday and we, we only managed a 1-1. So, you know, I don't, and I am I am about fourth from the bottom of our prediction league. So, <laughs> what I say with a pinch of salt. But on paper, and I know football's not paid on, played on paper, but on paper, we should win this. We're top of the league, you know. But then on paper, we should have beat Sheffield Wednesday, you know. I went earlier in my show, I went 4-1. You did. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, and I apologise. You went that. there. <laughs> I, um, yes, I did, I did. I'm going to, only because we've, in the last two games, we've scored four goals against Plymouth, who were doing pretty well. Um, Millwall, which, nah, but we conceded, obviously, again, and we've got three against them. Uh, that's why we're just at the moment, we can't not score, if you know what I mean. You know, we we went through a lot of one nils, two ones, one nil, two ones, and suddenly we're doing it. So that's why, if he plays Dakar again, and Vardy's not well, so he won't say he probably won't even be there. In Acho, you can't you can't drop a guy that hasn't played for you. Dakar played twenty seven minutes for us this season, twenty six minutes against Liverpool, and one minute I think it was against Stoke. <laughs> Came on right at the end. Mm -hmm. And he's come on and started two games because of injuries, played with a smile on his face and happy to play for us, scored two and got one assist. You don't drop him. And if if for any reason he he, he picks Ian Acho, you as fans of Birmingham should probably sit there and go, oh, thank God for that. So I think Dakar will cause you a lot more problems. Um we're patient, boring at times, some Leicester fans call it. We will play. I mean, I think we had 899 passes compared to 250 
for Millwall. 890 of those are between our back four, I'll grant you, but we're patient. We will play it along the back. Um, if you're a team that will then come and try and take it off us, then that's just playing into our hands. Because Vestergaard will just ping one over and, and uh, our wingers are on fire at the moment. They really yeah. are. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how you as a team... Uh, yeah, yeah, it is going to be interesting because I think the way that obviously the board want us to play is maybe a bit different to how the fans want us to play because it's one of the things where the Birmingham fans are so often used to seeing us sort of play kind of without the ball, you know, suck up the pressure, play on the counter. But the way that the board wants to see us play, they want to see us take the game to teams. And I feel like doing that against Leicester is going to be a massive test not only for Rooney, but for the players so to keep up with not only the intensity of the game, but mm. the quality that they've got to try and dispossess, as you said about, you know, if Leicester play it across the back four, I'm sure they've got the ability to find the wingers or the striker after being pressed. So they know where the pass is and it's going to be, yeah, a frantic game, which I'm sure will have plenty of goals. Um, 4-1 Leicester is, a, <laughs> is one of the ones where I'm like, it could happen, you know, if you guys get an early goal, the fans kind of drop a bit. I mean, I'm going 2-1 Leicester. I think we'll put up a bit of a fight. I think both teams will score, but I'm kind of saying a game where, you know, isn't much between it, but Leicester just edges it because there's that bit more quality. I mean, we've, we've only conceded 14 goals all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've only conceded two in one game. That was the other day. Um so we're pretty good in, in defence. Um, we usually start, it will look like we're starting with the back four, but Enzo likes to play with the back three. Ricardo, who is sort of the right back, is in midfield. But when we're defending, he drops back into that and makes it a back four. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a three when we're going forward. And when you look at the heat maps, um, I was looking at Vestergaard's heat map and he was actually in Millwall's half more than he was in our half. Um, If if you've got a player that can kick the ball from the halfway line, you've got a good chance because then Manson does like, he is the ultimate sweeper keeper. Mm. He is, he's sometimes he's literally up in the centre circle. It's like, oh my God, (laughs) what are you doing? You know, uh, and he's going to get caught out one day. But if you come at us, then I think you will be playing into our hands. Mm, and I think that's why it's going to be such an interesting game. So we'll look forward to that one on Monday. Thank you so much for your time, Chris, for chatting to us. Um, just let us know sort of what, where we can find your channel and what's coming up. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And I wish you, obviously, apart from Monday night, I do <laughs> wish you all the best. Um, because we're at, to be honest with you, if 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 we were going up to the um, to the Premier League and you were to come up to the Premier League, that's great. The more Midlands teams we have, it means there's less London and less Manchester teams. So, mm. uh, but no. So thanks for having me on. And as you can see there, that's my Twitter at Leicester TID. But the easiest way to find me on any social media is just LTID. So Leicester till I die, LTID TV. Search that, and I, I should come up. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, I just done a preview as well for their guys' channel. So if you want to check that out. That'd be fantastic. Just leave that's a comment on what YouTube you think. Now. Yeah, that is yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, we'll have sort of more videos coming up in the next week or two covering the Christmas period and hopefully the return of the podcast as well. So be sure to uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, keep right on.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.